We got French Bulldog, Roni, and English Bulldog, Howie. So if you hear him panting, I'm sorry. They'll go out. They'll leave eventually. <laughs> um, so how did your podcast go with Tom? Um, I liked it a lot. I, I love that guy. He's the owner of the Flow Place mm-hmm. in Hedgehog. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've known him for like six or seven years maybe. Oh, wow. Um, I started floating when he was doing it out of his home before there was a float place. So you've been floating for that many years? Inconsistently. Okay. How if you had to if you had to put a time stamp on it, how frequently do you go? Oh, I haven't gone in well over a year. Wow. But okay. when I like there was a, a span where I would, before I was working for myself, when I had the luxury of having a boss and not worrying about, you know, running a business, I would do these little experiments with myself. So like a month of X, you know, see what happens. Okay. So like um you know, one of them was a month, every single day I'm going to float. So I talked to Tom. He hooked me up with a good deal. And I did this. Um, I actually think I did it right before I left to go to Argentina. Maybe a month, the month okay. prior to that. And I floated every single day. And it was, um, I mean, it's always noticeable when you're done floating. You're more calm. You're more relaxed. Of course. Yeah. Um, it might last a day. It might last two. If you know how to better integrate it, maybe it lasts a week. But after, I mean, I felt phenomenal. There was zero stress, zero anxiety to the point where I didn't even realize I had anxiety really? throughout the day. Like, I, I get occasionally those yeah, anxiety yeah. attacks, but. Yeah, I, but you don't have to have an attack to have anxiety. Right, but like, I, just I was didn't just driving it. here in the rain, oh. <laughs> and I was like. If I was not paying attention to the road, like I'm also trying to fucking do my mascara at the same time. So just, I don't recommend doing that <laughs> at all. You're one of those. Uh, yeah, when I'm rushing around all day, I'm one of those, absolutely. But I'm driving here and I'm like, Amanda, close the fucking mascara, close the mirror, pay attention because I felt my breaths becoming so shallow mm-hmm. and I felt my heart rate like elevating and I'm like, okay, I'm getting anxious right now. What the fuck? Yeah. But like that's not necessarily an attack but you're just dealing with it and and if you're not in tune with your body you don't realize that's anxiety right but like somebody like us we're very in tune with ourselves so we know like yeah. okay gotta calm well the you fuck think down. you know but like i said when i was doing that i didn't uh, it took me maybe a week or two in again floating every day an hour and a half yeah and i started to realize wow i'm this is calm i thought i was calm before like on a scale of one to ten if i thought i was at like a three or a four every day mm-hmm I was probably at like a six, but oh, I wow. d- didn't realize. I thought I was calm. Yeah. I didn't realize what my scale was. So then all of a sudden I'm at like a, a one or a two and I'm really at a one or a two. Did you feel and like, did you feel like you were asleep almost like zombie mode? Like in, while I was floating or just no, in life? No, like once you, once you went for like a full week or so and then. No, you- I felt uh, clarity. I felt everything like I was able to. Um, digest everything rather than react. Okay. So whenever something went good or bad or whatever it was, I was much less reactive in my uh, response, in my actions following. It was it was just more more purposeful, more diligent, um, sharper. Yeah, it, it was just if honestly, it felt like I was on nootropics for the whole month. Hmm. Right. It felt like I know you like alpha brain. Yeah. Um, so like something like that. That's what. But 24 seven. 
So did I tell you when I took Alpha Brain, I couldn't take both pills? Well, maybe why? I think it's, I think it triggered my anxiety. Well, yeah, I think we did talk about that and that, so that's common and that, I'd be interested to see how you would respond to taking a different nootropic stack. Okay. Because right? alpha brain, the main ingredient is alpha GPC. That's okay. the main nootropic. And then they have like what's called um, huperzine A, which uh, basically allows for the, uh, I, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it allows for increased release of choline, which is converted into acetylcholine, which is what allows neurotransmitters to talk to each other. Got it. Um, however, alpha GPC tends to be more stimulatory, which is why I don't like it. Getting growled at by your pug. <laughs> really growled at. <laughs> um, yeah, alpha GPC is very stimulatory, so I don't like it because I love coffee. I drink a ton. So with the caffeine on top of that, it's too much. Whereas CDP choline, similar type of compound, um, it's, it's more, I would say soft to describe it. Okay. So that's actually what I take now daily. I take, I take CDP choline, um, phosphatidylserine and uh, Bacopa extract. Those are my three supplements as a stack. So do you recommend I don't take, like if I were to take two of the alpha brain that one day, I shouldn't take it with caffeine. I, I would try that. A death match. We're running a dog fighting ring. This podcast is just a front. <laughs> They're locked out. That's it. We're done. Um, I would. So here's what I would do. And I know I know you're a fan of Aubrey Marcus. And he's talked about how, you know, the the once upon a. No, he's the owner. Once upon a time CEO of Onnit. Yeah. Who, who makes Alpha Brain saying, you know, go buy your own ingredients if you think it's too expensive and make your own. Um, and you'll find out it's more expensive to make your own. It's actually not true. It's way fucking cheaper to make your own nutrition. Yeah, that was like that was almost thirty dollars for like two weeks. Supply. Exactly. I was so like, what for the for fuck? for probably forty forty five dollars, you can get sixty to ninety capsules of each of those three things I just named: the bacopa, the CDP choline, and the phosphatidylserine, and hmm. that'll last you two two months. Um, you gotta have to send that to me because I'll, maybe I like maybe I will rotate caffeine out of the equation for me and try yeah. that because I swear to God, I think. Pairing the two is what caused the anxiety. So you could try that. Or if you do... So the other reason why I like buying the separate ingredients is you can control exactly how much of each of those compounds you're getting. As opposed Whereas to the, alpha the complex brain or, is just or, all of them. Yeah, any nootropic, you're just getting what they put in yeah. it. And then, again, to, to talk to the caffeine, what I like to take, especially now just because of the... Just the stress of these 13, 14 hour days are getting to me. I take L-theanine and lemon balm extract. It's a, it's actually called stress relief from a company called Life Extension. I'll take okay. that in the morning because that helps take the edge off of the caffeine, right? There's so actually some companies will sell uh, coffee ground uh, coffee. Usually it's pre ground, which I don't like, but you can get pre ground coffee with L-theanine mixed in because hmm. it helps calm you down. Right, so again, takes the edge off of caffeine. So okay, in your wow, instance, I had maybe no idea about that. If the alpha brain is fine and you still want the coffee, just take the coffee with that stress relief because the lemon balm also helps to. Uh, is it almost calm like a count, body. like a counteracting type? Yeah, yeah. So okay. again, it's like that term of kind of cutting the rounding the edge of, of the, the caffeine. Um, huh. And I even added it on top of that with the the lemon balm, L-theanine extract in the morning at night. 
I take ashwagandha or rhodiola. I take ashwagandha in the morning. You could do either or. Okay. But because I'm taking the got L-theanine it, already it. in the morning, I like to have something else at night. Okay. Um, and sometimes I even pair that with the uh, CBD. So I've, I've been, my supplement stacks have gone. Remember when we did that episode yeah. and I wasn't taking much? Yeah. I'm it's popping at least 20, 20 pills a day. Right yeah, now. like <laughs> I so swear to God, Mike probably looks at me every morning when I take my, I literally fill up a shot glass filled with all of my pills. Uh-huh. I don't take it in one shot. I used to be able to, but now <laughs> it's like almost full. So I probably break it down into like a third. Yeah. So I'll put like a third of them in my mouth, chug some water, third, chug some water, third, chug some water. And he looks at me like I'm probably like got 10 heads. I swear to God, I can't believe how many things I take, but honestly... I feel like they probably all help. I and feel if great I, doing I it. I feel like if I don't take all of them, I don't know which is which would help me more, which one wouldn't. Like I've never recycled some of them out. Mm. I probably should, but I haven't. And I, I probably just wouldn't even be this type of person anymore. I was yeah. like, I'm still pretty high strung, but like I would have been probably really high strung without some of these. A big one that I added, because I, I never used to take it, was creatine. The reason I never took it was because, one, I, I eat so much meat. I probably don't need to supplement. Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. deficient. Um, but when I would take it, it would give me explosive diarrhea. <laughs> no matter how much. Because that happens if you take a lot of it, no. right? Um, but even just Are like the five. Yeah, I would just, it would fuck with me. So I, what I do is I just take two and a half uh, milligrams. I think that's the the serving size. So I get the one from, from on it because it's micronized monohydrate, okay. so smaller particles. And I just take half the serving. Um, I just toss it in that big jug of water and drink it throughout the day. So I'm also not getting it at once. Wow. I didn't even, you have it in there right now. Yeah. That's I why I like the, mi- the, the micronized version. Cause you can't even tell, right? It's yeah. Just, it disintegrates. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly there was, there was a, I heard years ago talk of someone trying to develop a nanonized creatine. So, so it's just the size of the particle. So even right? smaller. So Yeah. So the smaller the particle, the easier it is for the body to absorb it. Hmm. So I, I don't know if that ever came out. That's something I should actually look at because um, I'd be interested to try it. Yeah. But I noticed more, um, in, I don't want to say more muscular endurance for sure in, in the gym and my lifts. Um, interestingly, like stronger gains in my upper body. My strength is getting back because I lost so really? much strength. Yeah, my well, lower body cool, though I, has never been weaker. So my, my bench press has always been my weakest lift. I'm benching more than I'm squatting right now. That's bad. But you have hip shit going oh, on, yeah. right? I, I've yeah. been trying to re... So I started from scratch to try to rebuild my squat. Yeah. So obviously starting starting low, um, low weight. But the other last last week, I was doing elevated back squats. And halfway through the workout, I felt something in my hip. And my hip is not... I've just been doing a ton of rehab on myself for the past week and mm-hmm. a half so, or so. It's getting better, but... I feel like I just undid six to eight months worth no, of, of work. So I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm gonna go see my one of my teachers in in uh, Roslyn and have him do a little tune up on my pelvis and see what's going on. But I was very very frustrated. I gotta go I get mine. That. I'm going uh, tomorrow. I'm going to get mine realigned. But I go for myofascial release. Yeah, that's my shit. I'm obsessed with it. Speaking of feeling light after you float, I feel light after I do that. Like I, bet. I leave so. Between uh, Christmas and New Year's, I actually take a 10-day mental health period of time. I don't even want to say week because it ends up being 10 days. Mm-hmm. But I actually don't work at all. 
it's almost pointless for me. So many people cancel. Like, people are traveling for the holidays. It's yeah. just like, let me take this time, recoup for the new year, because I'm going to get slammed with new year, new me people. So I take the 10 days, and the five out of those 10 days, I go to my girl Kate, and she does mile fashion on me five days. Five in a row. Five days in nice. a row. So that's one hour each day. And it's like... I feel almost probably what you're you are explaining, mm-hmm. and I again I don't know if it's because I had ten days off of work, <laughs> and I feel so light and like less stressed, and I don't know, but or if it's going to her five times in a row yeah. and just releasing so much pent up energy and whatever, and that's like the best I've had. Those those are like the best weeks that I ever feel alive because I've done it for three weeks, three years in a row now, mm-hmm. and. Honestly, I felt a similar situation like that during this quarantine when once I got over COVID and like I bought my partner out and it was like cruising, nice, calm and collective Amanda was around. Right. And I was like, wow, I never felt so light before. Like same like weight wise, literally. I was like, okay, I'm so like flexible right ma- right now. I'm so like I'm not holding a lot of water. Like I just felt fucking good. It's really crazy what, like, the daily stresses of life can do to your body. For sure. Oh, my God. Like, the toll it really takes is insane. Like, I was waking up every morning not in pain, and I was working out six days a week during quarantine. Now I work out four days a week, and I pretty much wake up with not pain, but I'm, like, stiff. I'm like, fuck. This is sore today. Yeah. All right. Like, fuck. My neck. Ugh. My hip. I don't know. It's so much more rehab that I feel like I have to do. Yeah, or just maintenance. <clears throat> yeah right. that, that's why well, my my have i have hip shit too so that's is it like, still the clicking in the back or oh something oh my else god now? yeah clicking in the back i don't know so you're pointing like, to the front of your hip front front i have i don't know it might be a hernia it actually mm. might be fucking hernia but you I have you have uh i have abdominal hernia yes right above my belly button has it gotten worse i wouldn't say it's gotten worse no it's about the same size have you stopped doing the te- the the what no planks plank um i don't do planks really anymore no uh, planks, no internal oblique. No. I really like focus only on external obliques. It's really, really hard for me because I like to do like um, like renegade rows. Fucking love renegade rows. Yeah, so yeah. Plank. yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying like I still do these types of things. Uh, like, I feel yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so it's so hard. I'm like I really like to do these front like racked squats with the kettlebells. Mm-hmm. Forget about it. I yeah. can't. I can't do it. Like me and Jess. Did you met Jess, right? Yes. So we're creating a... She's like, the kettlebell certified? Yes, yeah. yes. We're creating like a kettlebell compound program right now. And there's a lot of racked things. So holding the kettlebells in the frontward position, mm-hmm. like being supported by your shoulder, your elbows. And when you go down into any kind of front squat, whether it's with the kettlebell, barbell, dumbbell, doesn't matter. So much pressure on my core. And oh, yeah. I, f- I swear to God, I'm done with my set and it is bulging the fuck out. Like bulging. So I'm like, I got to stop with this, Jess. We got to mm-hmm. chill with these like front racked things. I can't do them anymore. Well, a big part of that is maybe changing how you manage your breath throughout the exercise. So I don't know how you're breathing. Because a kettlebell tends to be more conditioning based. Because mm-hmm. you're not ever going to get... That's the thing about kettlebells. They're, they're so good for... <laughs> <laughs> this is dog fights round two. Literally, Roni comes in the room and tries to just, just fight just, Howie immediately. He's maybe a third of his size. He's got that Napoleon complex, just comes in here and tries to start shit. 
So literally what he did, he just walked in, jumps on Howie. Howie was just laying there so it's perfectly. Like, fuck, man, I'm just trying to chill out and do my yeah, thing. Yeah, Howie just lays so perfectly, and he's just an angel. Um, what was I saying? Managing managing the breath when you're doing the yes. exercise. Because uh, the, the thing with the kettlebells is they're so good as a general tool, right? They'll give you, for instance, if you've never worked out before, you'll get a little stronger, you'll get a little bigger, you'll get more cardiovascular yep. uh, or a cardiovascular response, but they're not specific, right? You're not bodybuilding with kettlebells. No, hell you're no. not powerlifting with, ke- you're, you're no. never going to get a specific adaptation. It's, it's very general, which is, is good for most general clientele, yeah. general population. Or somebody like me, who's pretty <clears throat> much content with the way that they exactly. walk. Or uh, just as a maintenance yeah, thing or like, sure. like a, uh, you know, you get done with a specific 12 week cycle of whatever you're trying to do. And you want to just have some fun for a week or two, you know, you're yeah. sort of quote unquote deload and you throw in a bunch of kettlebell stuff, move, quote unquote yeah. movement. They're pretty good. I think they're pretty good conditioning tools as well. Yeah, for like sure. Some of the, I guess, flows, complexes, whatever the fuck they're called, um, that we put together. I'm like winded after it. Oh, I'm yeah. like, shit. Well, that's but where it comes to managing the breath. Yeah. They're great though. I really am obsessed with them, but. Yeah, they're good for what you just said, general population type people and somebody like me who's not trying to really build so much, just maintain the way yeah. I look and keep my <clears throat> cardio up there. That's what I used during quarantine. That's all I had access to was, you know, half a dozen You know, people would have so. fucking killed for that, right? I know. Well, that's... Do you know, kettlebells are still incredibly hard to come by right now. Oh, yeah. Like incredibly hard, more than a dumbbell. I'm sure. I try. I mean, even dumbbells were tricky, you know, to... Two or three months ago. They're still tricky, but not as bad as kettlebells. Kettlebells are fucking sold out everywhere mm-hmm. still. I don't understand why, but whatever. Yeah. I'm just dead weight. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> this is like um, iron, like this big piece of fucking iron. Like just weld it the way that it's supposed to look and swing it around. <laughs> yeah, you were just talking about conditioning. Um, jiu-jitsu. So we started about a month ago. You started? Yeah. Do you have to wear a mask? No. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, uh, Yes. Maybe. He needs to wear a mask. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it is, first of all, there is nothing more humbling than having a girl 10 years your junior and 40 <gasps> pounds lighter than you strangle you. <laughs> no way. Oh, man. It's just because you, you you're, I think it was my third or fourth uh, session, and it's the instructor's daughter. So she's seven 16 17 been 18, doing this like shit that. since she but was probably able to yeah, walk i've been doing probably six or seven years now yeah i've been doing it for six or seven minutes <laughs> and well, i mean all of a sudden i'm fair enough <laughs> strangled choking tapping out just oh, oh my god you'd be surprised how many times someone can strangle you in five minutes a five minute are you round. serious it, but it's so much fun talk about a flow state and just feeling light and relaxed afterwards yeah. um you know i missed comp- having some sort of competition like I don't play hockey anymore since since COVID. Um, that was my main source of competition for the past five years, six years, maybe more. Uh, so having something like this is just in it's it's so much fun. I wish I could get into that type of stuff, but I wouldn't. I tried boxing, like regular, <laughs> like regular old boxing, and I mean I don't know how good I was, but all I gotta say is that. When I went, they made me flip. I guess they had like a hundred pound bag on the floor, mm-hmm. and they made me flip it like almost like a tire flip. Okay, only it was a bag, and I can't tell you. I've never been so. I didn't even know these fucking muscles existed. Like the next day, I was sore as shit. Like my shins were sore. Is that a thing? 
like the front of your shins, like yeah. the anterior tip. Yeah. That's common, especially when you first start running. I wasn't even running. I mean, I did a lot of fucking like jumping and staying light on your yeah. toes and shit. Yeah. Like, I don't know. My shins were sore. I was like, what the fuck did I do? I haven't felt like, and I've had shin splints before because I mm-hmm. was a runner, but this was like different. This wasn't like a shin splint type You're thing. You're a competitive runner? I ran a cross country track. Did you really? Yeah. In high school? Yeah. What, what events did you run? Uh, I did the 1500. Well, they were different for men, but the, for females, it was 1500. Um, I did a 400 hurdles. That was like my shit. The hurdles? Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I know. I'm so fucking small, I right? Like, how did she get so tiny. How did you- <laughs> I was actually kind of good. I was really fucking good. Yeah, I did 1500. I did the um, 400 hurdles. I did the uh 55 hurdles i think it is and the hunt there's the 100 hurdles the 400 hurdles the 55 it depends on the season and 1500 run and they suckered me in one year doing the 800 meter run okay which is not fucking fun right imagine sprinting around sprinting this is this is like a long sprint Mm -hmm. that's what 400 meter runs are and 800 meter runs are sprints they're technically in the sprinting category twice around a track what Sounds horrible. I don't know how the fuck I even survived. I literally don't I, know how I survived. I hate running, so it sounds miserable. You d- did you ever run? No, I remember in uh, my junior year of college, we were in the physiology lab, and we had to do the VO two max tests, and they had the suspension treadmill or like the suspension um, uh, harness for the treadmill. Is your dog eating glass right now? I don't know. I have to put something over it. <laughs> I feel like he's trying to. <laughs> I should probably sweep that up, right? Okay. <laughs> um, all right, back to the story. Um, in the physiology lab, we were doing the VO2 max test, uh, right, which is kind of one of the gold standard mm-hmm. indicators of your endurance capabilities. <clears throat> and the way to truly do your max is run until you pass out, right? So we had the harness. So you hooked up in this harness that suspends you from the ceiling so you can run until you pass out because the harness will catch you. Wow, right. I never so, even knew that existed. So That's kind of cool. We're going, we're, I'm going, and I volunteered for every test in this class because I was, I just liked being the guinea pig. Um, and we finish it, you know, do the thing, pass out. She looks at my score. My VO2 max was in the 70s. She, look, she looks at me and goes, do you run track? I said, no. She goes, why not? I said, I fucking hate running. She goes, do you? Yeah, you I don't know how I... Yeah, how good your endurance? Because I've always had great endurance. Yeah. That was my saving grace with every, you know, hockey, lacrosse, everything I played. She's like, your numbers are off the goddamn charts. So what was your like... Wait, so VO2 max is exactly... So like a good, a, a good score is like high 50s, low 60s. Got it. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ath- an athlete, like a high level athlete, you're in the high 60s. Okay. I was in the low 70s. Oh. I, like I was up there. Holy fuck. It was, yeah. It was good. And now what was interesting is we also did what's called the, the Wingate test. I don't know if you've ever done this. I've heard of it. I wanna, never did it, though. I've never. This is the only time I've ever thrown up from a workout. Oh, and good. And it takes you less than a few minutes. So what you do is you pedal on a bike. Uh, I forget the exact criterion for the test, but you're pedaling at a certain pace for a certain amount of time. And then they have weights suspended from a cable from the bike. So you know how you could turn up the resistance from the bike? Yes. But the weight just drops. So instantly the resistance Changes. cranked up. And so you, you, you hit a certain speed, a certain pace, and then they drop the weight and see how hard, how long you can go. Uh, it's basically a lactate threshold because you you just, your legs are dead. Oh my God, dead. I bet. I and, bet. you know, if you can go for more than two minutes, it's it's insane. Um, 
I don't remember my score, but I had a pretty good score on that too, which is not typical, right? Typically, you're either really good at one, endurance, or really good at power, short, explosive things, right? Yeah. Most sprinters aren't doing well in marathons or ultra marathons. No, and absolutely vice versa. not. Um, but I was pretty good at both. And then I remember years later, I did, I think we talked about this, I did my uh, DNA fit. It's a, a score you could do out of the UK where you do an oral swab and then they test your DNA. Oh, yeah. We talked about this and the conspiracies behind it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> when, but when they sent it back, it was, I was a power endurance responder. Huh. So, it, like, which it makes incidentally, sense. hockey and lacrosse, the two sports I played growing up, the most is pretty perfect for that. You're going yeah. hard for a few minutes and then you have a few minutes of rest back and forth. Yeah. So, uh, I learned from that I'll never be an ultra marathon runner and I'll never be a sprinter or power lifter. I'm just going to be mediocre. <laughs> I wonder what I am. I'm curious It now. was good. It, got, it gave me a lot of interesting information. Hmm. Because I like literally <clears throat> did both in track. I did the sprinting events and the long distance. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely wasn't the best at the long distance, but I wasn't horrible. Mm. And I, I honestly liked, I liked mm. training during practice. I trained distance runner, which was weird. But I will. I did training. Dis- I trained distance and hurdles specifically, and I liked the distance because it made the practice go faster. But I don't know if that was because we would run to s- Subway and then eat <laughs> and then sit down and then go run back and be like, yeah, a carb loaded. Yeah, like we went on a four mile run. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's also into like in the how different the training is, right? You're a sprinter. You're spending significantly more time in the weight room than yeah. a marathon runner. Either way, you still should do strength training. But if you're a sprinter. You want to be doing, you know, you want to be building a lot of strength. Then you want to be converting that to power, like a lot of velocity-based yeah. training. That's how I actually got into, that's how I actually got into the gym was my, was it, I didn't do, I didn't do sports senior year because I started to work. Junior year, my physics teacher actually ended up becoming a track coach and he was my coach. That's a pretty good qualification uh, to be right? involved in this field. <laughs> so he um, was my he was my coach, and he brought us all into the weight room, something that our, my previous coaches had never done, and was like, this is what you're doing, X, Y, and Z in a circuit. That's one. Two, X, Y, and Z, boom. And like we did, went through like three different circuits, and it was pretty basic. We were children, but he was just trying to get us to increase. We were basically pyramiding, so every exercise that we did, he was like either go try to go up in weight every single set. And that's how it was a pretty basic type of thing for that. He had a whole freaking team he had to take care of at one shot. Yeah. But it was, that's how I got into it. Cause I was like, wow, I kind of like this scene. I like the, the cables and I like the dumbbells and whatever. And then senior year, I just started to work and I checked out of sports and just got into the weight training. And I was like, this is, this is my thing. This yeah. is where I'm at. This is my new hobby. I know. All right. We're back. I don't remember what we were talking about. VO2 max. And weight max. training and weight training. how my coach got me into the gym. And that was it. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to Mexico next week. You confirmed that. You're 100% going. I'm You're 100- taking that risk. I am going. When do you leave? You said Friday. the day after Friday the election? Friday the 6th. Oh, okay. So a couple of days Two after. Two days after the election. And you're flying into LA, LA first, right? LA. Hopefully that place isn't on fire. I hope so. Oh my god! Like I'm literally. I'm scared shitless. I feel like I'm gonna rent the car and I'm gonna get the windshield smacked in. Get all the insurance. I'm going buy to buy health insurance before you go. <laughs> I have health insurance. Catastrophic. Uh, I have it. But I'm going to Mexico for my friend's 
30th birthday and all he's asking for for his 30th birthday besides everyone to join him on vacay is a mexican prostitute do mushrooms close (laughs) close you don't need to go to mexico for that i know but he wants to do it in mexico with like all his friends chilling Mm. on the beach like whatever you should have told me i could have hooked you up with a dope spot in jamaica that where i went to for my first retreat it was a legit mushroom retreat what they grow the mushrooms there because it's it's legal so here's what's interesting most people don't know I actually think they changed this recently or, you know, within the past couple of years. Marijuana was not legal in Jamaica. What? Everyone thought, you need to go to Jamaica, you smoke weed. Yeah, yeah you do. For it's sure. not legal. But they no one bothers the tourists because tourism is the main uh, 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 pillar of the economy there. So they don't care. They, don't, they leave you alone if you're a tourist. But got it wasn't it, legal. It. I, think, I think it is now. Okay. Mushrooms were never illegal. You can go to head shops and buy mushrooms all over jamaica never illegal that's kind of so amazing yeah um so i got hooked up with a guy who is from kentucky uh i'm uh, i'm not gonna say the name of the place because i don't know if it's cool to say the name um <laughs> no i fuck it it is uh, myco meditations myco meditations okay um i can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head but i ended up flying down to jamaica for a week with uh I did a, it was like private, so I didn't go, have plans to go with anyone. I was going with myself. Okay. Um, wow. That's kind of But another cool. dude from somewhere, I think Philly, maybe. All right. Somewhere in that area, uh, was there with his son, 17, 18 year old son. So kind of like a, he was doing like more of a rite of passage type of thing with his son. Wow. Um, which that's is pretty cool. Interesting. Um, and it was, it was a very interesting experience. It, perfect setup. Like you're, you're on the beach. It's there's no one around. You, a local guy that the person from Kentucky had met through his research had sort of a like it looked like an Airbnb style thing. Like there's different. You have different rooms. You have double rooms, single rooms, your own bathroom. Okay. Different place, but I mean, no air conditioning. You're That's not, like when you do like ayahuasca retreats. Ca- ca- yeah, exactly. Shit. Same type yeah. of setup. Um, I, I did it in. When I went a few was four or five years ago now in September, I don't recommend that because it was brutally hot. So you're just walking around naked the oh, whole time. Okay, it well was, I wouldn't. There was no about air conditioner one. there, but again, there's no people around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember. I love when he laughs before he tells a story. I'm like, what am I missing? So at one part point of the trip. The the sub, the plumbing is not the best there. <laughs> oh my god! I don't something. Even I don't remember if it rained one night, like a storm or whatever happened. But it could you couldn't use the toilet, or at least the one in my room, I couldn't use it, and I had to shit so bad. So did you go on the beach and you buried it in the sand no. like a dog? So it's not like a you know there's a small cove part of the beach beach, but then it's it's like sand and rock and grass and. And whatever. So I'm walking. Like, I got to shit. I got to shit. So there's kind of a tree, half, like half dead, half alive tree. I'm like, all right, I'm going to shit right over there. I'm going to make it fully dead. <laughs> so I shit. As I stand up, I realize there's a giant fucking cow <laughs> just to the right of me. Oh, my God. So you shit with the cow. Just sitting there staring at me, watching me squat down, <laughs> taking a shit. Beach. Oh, oh man that was an interesting trip. wait the cows just chilling Dude, they, on the beach yeah like they that? so the a lot of people around their own farms 
the cattle, the goats that there's no, they don't have a lot of fences. They let them just roam. Huh. And which in, what's interesting is they always come back to well, their owner's property. Yeah. Cause they're, um, I mean, I guess it's like <clears throat> an instinctual thing. Yeah. They're getting fed there. They're getting, you know, I would. Yeah. I was like, I mean, listen, so I had to do this with Howie because I just moved. So your dog. You, yeah. My dog is Howie. Yeah. I know. Cause it is a people name. So <laughs> when we <clears throat> moved in, Mike walked around the block a couple times and I was like, I'm going to join you one week. He walks every morning. I'm like, I'm going to join you one week every morning and bring Howie so he can piss on all of the telephone poles and all of the trees. Get it out of his system. Not even get it out. He needs to mark them. Right. Because if he ever got loose, he would be able to find his way home by smelling his own scent. So it's something that a lot of people are supposed to do when you're bringing your dog into a new environment. So maybe it's like super similar with cow. Maybe they just kind of scent their shit around and they smell their way back to their home. Maybe. Could you imagine if people, if we like had to do that? Imagine just walking just down the street and like piss really fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could walk into down the streets of San Diego and that's all you'll smell is piss everywhere. So uh, homeless San people. Diego. Oh my God. Is it bad? San it's, Francisco, I know. No, no, San Francisco is not horrendous. No, uh, I think you're mixing up your cities. No, 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 I'm not. I've been to all of them. Recently, though. Yes. Yep. Are you sure? Yep. You know there's an app that shows you where homeless people shit in San Francisco, right? Okay, let me just tell you. San Francisco, (laughs) I didn't explore the entire city, okay? Only the probably touristy area. So, which is where you would think the fucking homeless people would be, because that's where they're Mm going to get the money if they're panhandlers. But uh, there was, like, no... There was no homeless people there in comparison to San Diego. San Diego was... It's a beautiful, beautiful city. But the amount of fucking homeless people that live there is hmm. absurd. You can't even walk through a park there without you walking through basically a fucking homeless neighborhood with tent setting like set See, up I, everywhere. I hardly saw anyone. I was there what, four years ago. What part did you go to? Uh, I was in. I wasn't far from Balboa Park. Okay, when I so there. yeah, so it's Balboa Park. South of that is. Um, is the gas lamp district where yeah, I stayed just north, but then we, we went into downtown. Oh my god, they're horrible. There was there was almost none when I was there. Did you, did you go on the main the main streets? I was everywhere. I got there was one day where I just left in the morning because the two chicks I was with there was they wanted to go like sit on a beach, which we we live on an island. I didn't yeah. need to travel across the country I to know, do that. Right? Yeah. So I just got lost in the city. I had an uh, I got dropped off at an industrial place where they had giant RV uh, RV VR stuff set up, virtual reality goggles. Oh my god, that's fucking sick. And so I did that, and then just got lost around the city for literally the entire day, just walking everywhere. Okay, so where, so me and Anthony <clears throat> drove cross country and we were in San Diego for three weeks, I think. And we lived in an Airbnb that was in, I think it's called the East Village, which is east of of uh, the Gaslamp District, which is where all the bars, restaurants are, very mm-hmm. touristy area. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> there, you from walking from the Gaslamp District, just literally four blocks over to where our Airbnb was, the homeless people mm. is, the, the amount of them is just crazy. And you can't walk down a street without being asked something, smelling piss, hmm. like walking, you have to literally walk through like tents of people sometimes. So that's and how it was when I went to the Bay Area two years ago, up in like San Jose area. Yeah, oh, I bet. There was, there was some homeless girl that went into the Whole Foods, top, completely topless, 
What the? Just f- walks in there, starts starts going by the buffet. And I'm thinking, I don't want to eat this. I'm sitting out there eating. I don't want to eat this. Did she get in trouble? And yeah, as she, like she walked in and no one said anything, and we were kind of it was my first Eldoa class, so we're sitting there watching. Like, is this hap? Are you seeing what I'm like seeing? Full blown naked. No, no, had pants on, but just titties out everywhere. No shirt on at all. What? Walks in, and then I'll, I'm like, what? Yeah, maybe California's more open-minded than New York. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Free the titties. Because I th- I thought that was a, was past that women can be topless. Shut the like fuck up. Like men can be. Because that was a thing. We got to look that one up. We got to look that one up. I like not having a fact checker. Everything we say is 100% true. So... That- <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, yeah, like uh, two minutes later, security's escorting around, and she's throwing a fit, just screaming at him, cursing at him. Uh, it, was, it was hilarious. That's absurd. Yeah. I can't believe no one said anything to her the second she walked People in. People were looking. Everyone was turning their heads. I like, guess nobody wants bitch. to be like that guy to say, like, bitch, what are you doing? Again, I really am like, all right, I guess is this allowed here? I, I mean, San Francisco is definitely unique. Yeah, I mean, we were we were in San Jose, close, but yeah, still, it was like, mm, all right. I liked San Francisco a lot, but when we were, I was up there for my twenty fifth birthday in San Francisco, and we took an Uber into the city, and the Uber driver was like, "Yeah, no one lives in the city." No one lives in San Francisco unless you're filthy rich. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, you don't live downtown San Francisco at all unless you're rich. And you honestly, I was like asking, I'm like, so what's there to do this like over the weekends? Like, give me some cool places. And they were like, I mean, you could just go to a restaurant, but there's like no, nobody goes out Hmm. in the city of San Francisco. And I was like, why? And like, it's too fucking expensive. People leave on the weekends. They leave the city and go to the outskirts of it to go out on the hmm. weekends because it's just cheaper and i'm like wow okay i didn't know this but i mean like don't get me wrong i was on vacation when i'm on vacation i don't fucking budget at all i'm a baller like i work hard i'm gonna play harder that's i don't look at i, I mean i look at price tags but like uh, if it's like ten dollars more than it normally would be at home i don't question it yeah. i'm like okay it is what it is but so i don't really know if it was really pricey or not but well, i don't whatever i mean that's san francisco for you so yeah. i've always wanted to live there because i thought it was beautiful I was like, I like how there's seasons up there too. Like Southern California, there's no fucking seasons. It's just like summer all the time, summer, spring all the time. And I like seasons. I like rain. I like snow. I like these things. Mm. And you go to San Francisco. (laughs) Good with that. This bullshit outside. No, this is bullshit. We might as well move to Seattle. Yeah, this is some bullshit. It's been raining here in New York for about two weeks. Sucks. Just shy of two weeks. I think it's going to rain for. What's today? Thursday? It's raining all day today, all day tomorrow. Saturday's supposed to be like cloudy and gross. Sunday's going to be nice. Mm. But cold. Cold and nice. Mm. Like 40-something degrees. This is bullshit. I'm going to be Cruella DeVille for Halloween, so I get to wear a nice fur coat, and I'm going to be warm this weekend. So fuck the rain. <laughs> fuck you, rain. <laughs> you can suck my dick. <laughs> Have you ever seen Ted? With the bear? Yeah. yeah of course. Fuck you, thunder. Oh, yeah. You could suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah this this rain has gotta go i've been struggling like oh my god I'm, I'm i've happy. been struggling i'm busy though because that's a big trigger oh, yeah, for if me you weren't if, busy. if i'm not busy i my you talked about anxiety earlier and like mm-hmm. that just that depression creeps in when i'm not even if the weather's great but that's a my main trigger is if i'm not 
if I don't feel like I'm accomplishing things, like I don't feel like I have a purpose. Yeah. Forget it. Like, give me a rainy day on a Sunday where I don't have to work. Love it. For sure. Fucking love it. Give me rainy days Monday through Friday, even Saturdays. Fuck you. Because you're right. Like, good thing. Thank God you're busy because I'm the same way. If I'm sitting home, and like, especially right now with what I've been going through, this weather's the fucking worst. I just, I'm an over, I am an overthinker. B, I'm going through this transitional stage in my relationship. And, I moved out and it's just all new stuff. So with this really shitty weather, those other factors, I'm sitting home and I'm like really in the feels, really in the feels. Today, my dad came over to help me like hang a shelf like that above my bed. Mm. And he goes, why do you have a roll of toilet paper on your nightstand? And I'm like, this is where I jerk off. He would have been like, what? <laughs> I was like, because I don't have tissues. And he was like. It's right he, next to the hibachi. And he was like, so buy yourself some tissues. I'm like, even if I had tissues, like, I was like, I just, I need toilet paper because it's, it, I can just take a piece really fast and like, or take as, as much as I want. And I was like, he was like, what the, he's like, are you okay? Are you sick? And I'm like, no, I just been crying every night, dad. And he was like, oh, okay. I'm like, let me just drill these in the wall and I'll I'm gonna leave. Go. I'm going to leave. <laughs> It's like uh, a family guy when Peter just leaves the room. Yes. I'm just good. He was just like, okay, all right. Like, this is some female bullshit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I'm so happy I'm not a woman. <laughs> Why? Being a woman's fucking great. Uh, you know, we get our periods, we have to give birth, we get UTIs, we get yeast infections. You're giving birth? I'm not giving birth anytime soon, no. <laughs> Do you want a kid ever? See, okay, here's, Uh-oh. this is Uh-oh. a conversation. Can of worms. Not a can of worms. No, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. So can of ovaries. at this exact moment, no, I don't mm-hmm. want children, nor do I feel For I sure. want children in the future. I'm 27. However, I, o- I just opened a business two years ago. Super priority, like big, pri- number one priority <clears throat> in my life right now. Can't have a kid. So... I have an IUD in. I'm going to be protected for another four years. You know what an IUD is? Yes. Okay. I'm figuring it out. I, when you first said it, I was thinking of a, uh, <laughs> what are the things that explode over in like the military? You have to watch out for. <laughs> like, like grenades? I, I, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I forget what they're called, but. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> All right. Case in point, I'm not. I'm not a woman. I don't brain know. fart. I get it. <laughs> so it keeps the love juice from pollinating. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't have a kid for another four years unless I choose to take it out. Okay. So I'm good for four years. So four years will bring me to 31, which I think <clears throat> is a decent time. Like, if depending on what my situation is, if I want to have a kid, I feel like that's a good time to like possibly start to consider it. And, like, who knows? Maybe at 31 I do want to start popping babies out or at least trying to pop babies out. But the only reason why I'm saying maybe to children, otherwise it would be a fucking straight no, is because when my nana died and we were all in the hospital and her, my poppy died six months prior to her. Mm -hmm. If we were all surrounding her, she has, she, that side of my family's small. So she only has four granddaughters. She has three daughters one son-in-law which is my dad and we were all gathered around the bed because this is prior to covid so we were all out in there 
And I literally looked around and I was like, and being around death makes me think about me dying, which is probably my sure. like weird depressioniness. Well, I think a lot in. of people get like that. You, you're kind of confronted with your mortality. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking die yet. This is miserable. But I realized, okay, if I don't have children and my husband goes first, who's going to be holding my hand when I go? The nurse? Like my Nana had her whole family around her. Mm-hmm. Like my mom and my aunts were there every single day. They all rotated being with her 24 hours a day. They all, they literally made it into shifts to be with her. She was in the hospital for three weeks before she died. <clears throat> and someone was always there accompanying her. She never had the TV on. She never needed it. She always had somebody there to hang out with. And I'm like, I wouldn't have this if I didn't have kids. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason why I feel like I would want children. Hmm. I wouldn't, I would want, I wouldn't want to die alone. I know that sounds so like selfish, but yeah. I wouldn't want to do it. Hmm. And that's it. And then like, it's not like you die alone and there, that's it. Okay. You're not passing anything on to anybody. At least when you have a family and you're closing your eyes and you're going to wherever the fuck you go after you die, you could be like, oh, everyone's good right. for the most part. You'd be like, okay, everyone's good. They're going to be great without me. And I think... <clears throat> that's something that I would want in the future. So mm-hmm. that's the only reason. What about you? Since I was, the earliest I can remember is eight years old, but my parents say it was younger saying I would never have a child. <laughs> I just eat like, look, here's the thing. I understand that people love babies, but no, to me, fucking no, no, no. Like I understand that some, that most people do. Right? I know, but and why? people think they're adorable and, they're all ugly. Like a one-year-old and older for sure, but a newborn is so goddamn disgusting looking. They are, right? There's, there's, when you tell them, isn't my baby cute? It's no, literally it's a, a naked alien. mole rat. It's gross. It's a naked mole that rat. That being said, <laughs> that's not why I never wanted to have kids. I, for for <laughs> a long time, I had this, especially growing up, it was just the lack of wanting responsibility, which for sure. is most people's reason when you're a teenager. Um then it was lack of uh, trust or faith or belief that I would actually be a good father. I think which you is, would be. Which is something I think a lot of people don't put enough thought into before. They just Hell think, no. I'm going to shoot my, my fucking jizz in you and pop out a baby and we could do that. Yeah, but we'll think figure of, it out. We'll you, figure it out. Like, not to say, you, are you qualified? No one's necessarily qualified, but... Should you have a little more work to do on yourself? Should you have a you, foundation, uh, like <clears throat> developed before you decide to pop out a kid? Before you impart your your philosophies, your principles on how to live a life onto this child, because yeah. you're essentially taking a blank hard drive and you're Molding programming it, it with yeah. your bullshit, whether it's good or bad. So you, that's a big thing. So mm-hmm. and again, that comes with me with age, um, and then I. I through my 20s it's more been like you you're you know i've been hustling for the past eight seven or eight years in this field to have you know most people don't realize you don't start to get good at what you do until like the 10-year mark so i'm I'm confident to say like i'm i'm okay at what i do i'm 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 kind of good Mm -hmm. but i'm nowhere near where i'm gonna be in another 10 years you're constantly working out kinks 
re uh, reformatting different parts of your business or how you do something, learning a bunch of new fucking shit that you can add into the service that you provide to people. And yeah, I would say, and I think I'm going on, this is year six for me. This is, I think I believe this is six for me. Yeah. I just have to, I had to renew my cert again. Uh, I have to renew every two years. So this is year six for me. And I would say that like, I'm I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm feeling comfortable as fuck. But it's the but time. Like, it's the grind we're putting in oh, now yeah. that, you know, in let's say five years, I'm more, <clears throat> um, I'm more comfortable f- career-wise, financially, where mm-hmm. I could travel more back to what I was doing, you know, when I was in college or just out of college, kind of taking that time to figure shit out, traveling a lot to get back to that, to doing, just living life a little bit more. Yep. Like child is going to get in the way with of that, right? Since I've been married, it's been weird. I'm constantly I'm so curious thought for of like, I want a little fucking daughter so bad. Oh, you want a daughter? <laughs> I, and I don't know where that came from. I honestly, the only thing I can think about is having a son avoids that like that's my boy type of father summon you know what i mean okay got like it. like try to live by curiously through your son type of thing uh-huh. it's a lot harder to do that through the opposite side i think um and yeah i just like i've had dreams about it multiple dreams about it um and the, the weird thing is i'm like it doesn't freak me out like i kind of look forward to maybe in five six seven years doing that yeah the thing that kind of bums me out now is i I, I have, I, I yearn to be optimistic about the future, but in reality, I'm, I'm really pessimistic on what's happening with the world, in the world, oh, in the country. Sure. And I just don't feel I was waiting for that. Like, is it as much as I might maybe in five years, maybe I'm really excited to want to have a child. What is that child's future going to look like in 20 years from then Compared when it's to an your, adult? Yeah. Like what kind of. Because we don't live in the same democracy our parents grew up in or our grandparents grew up in. We, what are we gonna? What's this? What, what's sure, this world gonna look like in I'm a sure week? I'm sure our grandparents, our grandparents, and our parents were even. I know my for sure our parents were probably scared having us too. And then like, it's just like cell phones. Well, cell phones like came about and that was that's literally shifted so much. But like our grandparents didn't fucking like that didn't even exist when. As a fucking fleeting thought in someone's head when our grandparents were having our parents. Well, that's the thing, though. The the rate of especially technological advancement, but just the rate of advancement in general, if you look at from our grandparents to when from, from when our grandparents had our parents to when our bar- parents had us. So you go through those two to three generations. How much really changed in the world technologically? The cars got a little better. T- TVs became became a little clearer but still these giant bulky boxes I mean, they can tr- literally track but, you from a fucking device well, that you have well, in your hand no no but i'm saying i'm saying before that right because oh, cell phones oh, really yeah, yeah. the iphones 2008 seven eight nine i have no idea right so we were born in the 90s so take from when our grandparents were born to the 90s how much really changed in the world not much take from yeah. when we were born or even just 2000 to now in a 20-year period it's fucking unreal how it much has changed. It really right? has. It just the discourse, the the. I mean, kids, literally, the, kids aren't even using notebooks to take notes in class anymore. They get <clears> fucking <throat> like Google iPads or whatever yeah. they are called. I don't know what they're called. Surfaces they get 
literally like some school districts i know one of my clients her kids go to Hopog school district one of my clients he works for cold spring harbor like they these kids have fucking like ipads yeah they don't there's no such thing as a fucking marble notebook to take notes in anymore well that's another thing scary as shit i think about this too is okay let's say the world is let's say it wouldn't change it's, it's going to be the same as it is now right just in a, in a hypothetical scenario i honestly i think that's best case scenario mm-hmm. right because it only seems like it's going to get worse, yeah. not better. Again, that's just me being pe- pessimistic, maybe. But looking yeah, at just logistic <laughs> things with a kid is, okay, will I be financially or in a position financially where I could afford to send that kid to a good school? Because I fucking hated public school. It was a horrible experience. I learned zero applicable information in public school. So I wouldn't want my kid to go to public school. Yeah. Right? So can I afford to, and the other thing is, can I afford to turn being a parent into my full-time job, not everything else I do? Yeah. Because I want to be in, as in, as involved as possible in that child's life. Not to say my parents weren't involved in mine, but I was a latchkey kid, right? I had the key to the front door, the coat to the garage. Same. It was get home. All right, let, let yourself in the house, have a snack, do your homework, uh, I'll be watch your sister. I'll be home at Yeah. So, so, which was, it was cool. It was fun. But again, like. I remember just going out with my friends on our bikes when we were 13 years old, running around town. That doesn't happen much anymore. No. Like, so it. On one hand, maybe it. I think it's good to contemplate these things again, not just have a child because you can, because I think a lot of people. You know who you are. You shouldn't reproduce. You're fucking stupid. Yep. <laughs> you don't have the funds. You don't have the funds. You're fucking stupid. You don't have a career. You're still living in mom and dad's basement. You're not married. Not that you have to be married, but like you've only been with the person for a year. You haven't even seen their true colors yet. Yeah. Like get the fuck, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Seriously, well, that, these are the these are the children that are being brought into these fucking worlds. Okay, ready? I want to point something out really fast. Okay. You said that you want you would want a girl. A hundred percent. So I would want a boy. Because I'm, like, such a sports girl. Like, I would want to go, like, if my kid was into it, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to force sports down your throat. If you don't want to play sports, you don't want to play sports. But, like, if you want to play sports, I'm going to be that fucking mom on the sidelines. Like, I can't wait. Like, I would want to do that. You do that with a daughter, too? I could. I totally could. But, like, I'm a football person. I'm like, girls don't play football. I mean, they do, but you know what I mean. So, I would love that. That would be cool as fuck. Also... I feel like what needs to, if I had a boy, what needs to be fucking pulled out of society right now is developing, having the mothers rely so much on their sons for love because they're not getting it from their significant other. Does that make sense? Say more. So females, mothers... And husbands and fathers, and they're they're together, and they're married, or they're dating, or whatever the situation may be. There's a lack of love, or or attention, or anything, especially once a child's brought into the world. You're, it's not about you anymore; it's about the child. Mm-hmm. So you you stop putting energy into your relationship, and as a mother and a female, as a female, females need love, attention to thrive for the most part. For the most part. If they're not so getting difficult. it, if they're not getting it from their significant <laughs> other, because times are changed and priorities shifted, and they're spending most of their time with their son, bringing them to practice here, bringing mm. them to a friend's house here, whatever, teaching them homework because dad's at work, whatever the situation may be, 
they start to seek love from their son more than they do from their significant other. And like that, it should be two different types of love, first of all. Of course. But they start to seek that type of love from their son and it develops mama's boys. You, I was going to say, is, is that also part of that uh, Oedipus complex? The the I believe I'm getting that one right. With the, the son wanting to eliminate the father so he could be the mother's true love. Remember that old fable? No. You remember that? Greek no, mythology? I'm not. I'm not getting into that. Like right. that's not what I'm getting into. But like I've never heard of that before. But I could okay. see it being a thing. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about how a, mo- a like a mother is just trying to replace the love that she had with her significant other from the love from her son. And when in reality, it's two different types of love. It, they're not going to replace each other. Right. And because the mother seeks that love from her son, if she does anything and everything for her son, mm-hmm. and it literally creates a mama's boy, which once they grow up, they are just fucking pussies. Hmm. They just I don't pussies. know if I've ever <laughs> met a true mama's boy. Boy. Um, they they are out there a lot. Oh, I'm sure they more, are a lot more than you. But I think. think you need. All, I think that's where it comes to the like. I guess is what you're getting at is the mother's method of parenting. Yes, like correct. my mom was very much the uh, compared to my father, the more like talk emotion type of person. Yeah, like there was nurturing. zero of that. Uh, from my father, right? It was just my mother. But even at that, it was limited because she didn't really have it from her parents. Yeah. So, but it, but it was there. But she was also the stern one to like, you talk back to me, I'm going to take this wooden spoon and crack it over your fucking head. Yeah. Like, like, well, that's good. So that's got, good parenting. Yeah. You I mean, need both that's sides. That's another thing is like those parent, contemplating those parenting methods of like, you know, talking with my wife of, okay, you know, she's, she's from Brazil, right? So she's got that spicy Latino blood in her that comes out where she's like, no, if my kid was acting up, I'd smack the shit out of my kid. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, I will dive in front of you and make you let you hit me and not my child because <laughs> I was I know what it's like to be a child and yeah, get but smacked around. Look at the type of person you became because of that discipline. You turned out just fucking fine. Um but a lot of my anxiety, I would say most, if not all of my anxiety, is driven from the there's one thing for for discipline of like, you did something really bad, you're gonna get spanked on the ass or whatever. It's another thing to like you spilled the glass of water. I'm gonna fuck you up because you embarrassed. Like, yeah, there's a yeah, different. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, there's different like tears. <laughs> yeah, and as a kid, not knowing like, oh, I I fucked up really bad, mm-hmm. or I spilled the glass of water, and the you punishments, just the reactions, the same. the same. I can't yeah. discern this. I am yeah. on pins and needles, walking all on eggshells all the time. Well, that's so. For me, yeah. I go to the opposite direction. Because I know what it's like to, as a child, as a small fucking little, you know, three, four foot tall thing to see this, what looks like a giant person, six foot tall grown man being terrified of that. That's not cool. Yeah. That's not, I wouldn't ever want that. I would never want my kid to be afraid of me at all. Yeah. So I told, I was like, to my wife, if you ever, if we have a child and you try to hit it, I will jump in front of you and you will hit me, not that child. Aww. It's the exact opposite. But better get on the same page with that <laughs> before you pop one out. It's but exactly, it's, it's having that conversation, yeah. right, for the future. But a lot of people don't do. So no, I've changed my tune on it. <clears throat> I changed years ago. I would say, because I used to say I would never have a kid, and then I would say. I don't like kind of like you said. I don't want a kid. I don't see myself having one. But that might change. That might change. So now it's like. I'm kind. I would. I'm just waiting on the world. 
and maybe that's an excuse. The subcon like I'm I don't not, think not it's an excuse at all. I don't think but, it's an excuse at all, and I think it's totally fucking valid. And I think it's something that <clears throat> people in right now, like in 2020, are not taking into consideration that are getting pregnant or popping kids out this year. Yeah, like if you're getting pregnant right now, why? Right. Right, why right, like right. right now if you're trying to have a child question why you're trying to have a right. child and, unless you were like incredibly financially well off where you know not only do you not have to worry about money but your kid probably doesn't have to worry about money which is not most people no i, I wouldn't it's I not wouldn't do but that. money to, that's not money isn't going to fix what's going on in the world and it's an no. environment it's going to grow up in because either way that kid's going out in the, into the world and making friends and not all of its friends are going to be well off like like your parents are no i meant more in the context of another lockdown because of another oh, virus oh, and got it, got can, it. you know the amount of people who are getting evicted and i'm getting literally talking and... about like lifestyle wise no for oh for sure for sure that that's all it makes sense 100 like the atmosphere not financial like what's going to happen in the world are we growing up where you're wearing a mask and you can't see if somebody's smiling at you or not. Yeah, exactly. Are you can't you, pick up facial, learn yeah. emotion, learn facial expressions. Exactly, because that's going to affect mentally our like the kids and the ne- kids in the next generation. They're not going to know how to show emotion, even worse than they already do now. Most people hide behind a phone screen right now because they can't show emotion. But that's because, ready, this is my theory on it. Our parents grew up where... For the most part, the female went out and worked. So, and the female is usually the one that shows how to teach emotion because it's just a feminine nature. And if the the mom's not home as much, then you learn less. You learn to communicate about your emotions less because there's not a person there all the time to teach you. So now you're hiding behind a phone because so many parents shove the phone in their kid's face when they're acting out. They don't teach them how to react and act properly and, and channel their emotions the right way instead of throwing a temper tantrum and saying okay what's wrong let's talk about it let's see how we can figure this out blah 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 no here fucking watch your ipad shut up leave me alone and like now that's how people and kids are going to channel their energy through and their emotions through social media and stuff because that's what that's what you're doing in your phone for the most part and now it's just going to get even fucking worse with kids that are literally being born now, that's just going to get worse. You know, I've also, and again, I don't know if this is true, but we're saying it on this podcast, which means it's 100% true. Yep. <laughs> I've heard that because of, of the increase of women getting plastic surgery on their face, especially, it alters their ability to make facial expressions. So children are having a difficult time learning how to pick up facial expressions. He's making this up. No, no, no. I swear to God. I've, this I, one's I, not true, guys. I don't know if this is true, but I've heard this. You can look this up, but we said it, so it's true. I, I swear to God, I've heard this. No. I, I've, I've heard this, and I've read it. I don't remember where. Again, I don't remember the credibility of this. Remember critical thinking. I don't remember the credibility of the source. What? But it kind of makes sense. If you think you're shooting yourself up a Botox a bunch, and you can't, you're stuck in this weird smile that you can't change the your facial expressions... How's your kid going to know what if you're to angry, mimic? Because that's how a yeah. child learns. That it's mimicry. They're not going to figure that out. So that's why we have a rise in autism. It's not vaccines. It's Botox. Shut <laughs> up. Let me sleep on <laughs> this that is our one. PSA. Let me fucking get high tonight and think that one you get through. High, you think about that. Just, I'm going to think that one think through. Think about being a little kid, not having any context, and having your mother being able to read her facial expressions. And then in that same scenario, a mother all Botoxed up, not being able to read any facial expressions. 
you would become autistic. I don't think that I would become autistic. Shout out to my people on Love on the Spectrum. Can't wait for season two. We should reach out to them, figure that out. <laughs> I fuck, I need that. I'm just going to just fucking say, you know what? If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's wrap it up. Uh, you want to plug all your stuff? Social media, Instagram, Amanda Arrigo, A-R-R-I-G-O. And that's all. That's we all mine. We don't have one for us, right? Yeah. Not yet. I don't have a TikTok. Don't add me on that. Even though I ha- I technically have one, but like I'm not on it, so don't add me. Same with Twitter. I have one. I just don't use it. So don't add me on that. Just Instagram. You could add me on. People have been adding me on Instagram. Because they fucking know. I tag you, yo. Oh, I don't. I go on there occasionally. I tag you whenever I post about this. Oh, I you. always make sure I tag you so people like can put a face to the name at least. And the, the voice behind the scenes. Like for all they know, I could be talking to a fucking penguin right now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> my girlish face from my, la- my, my raspy lesbian voice. I don't know. I don't know if people associate with you with a lesbian. I'm just saying. Uh, I, 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 I don't mean, hear it. I don't hear no, it, but it could be because I, I know it. who you are. This is very true. I wish I could. I'm gonna, should I put a poll up? Do you think Anthony's a lesbian? No, because that <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> We're going to scratch that one. Goodbye. <laughs>